Good evening, fangirls, fanboys, and all the beautiful blends of colors of fan that lie betwixt. This is the Smutcast Special Edition. Fantastic Smut and Where to Find It, The Crimes of Rachel. Excuse me? Rachel, how do you defend yourself against what you've done here today? I have no defense. Uh, I'm reaping the rewards of my own uh, sort of Icarus flying too close to the sun level of arrogance. (laughs) After Trevor gave the assignment for this. Okay, my question is, if this is punishment for your hubris, why did you bring us into this? What am I being punished for? Yeah, well, okay. Real quick. Hi, I'm Trevor. Uh, I'm Rachel. So. And this is Blake. Hi, I'm Blake. Who's uh, been punished. Who has been, who we have brought on for this very special occasion purely to make him suffer. I'm the virgin innocent being sacrificed <laughs> for this dark god. Yeah, that's that's about the long and short of it. Uh, Blake is a longtime friend of mine, uh, closest that I have to a sibling. Um, he is actually the creative genius responsible for our amazing uh, musical intro that plays before every oh, episode. That's you? <laughs> that, oh, that's that, so good. That was me. Set your face was so sexy. It was yep. celebrity in our midst. Yeah. <laughs> Blake, tell uh, tell the listeners anything that you want want to be public record in this in this dark hall yeah i think i'm i'm coming into this with just sort of the basic understanding that nope now now's the time now i don't get to run for office yeah it's official <laughs> i'm making the jump i'm never gonna be in politics <laughs> not after today not after today um it, it's all downhill from here i'm glad that you have a realistic expectation as mm-hmm. to what you're going to get out of this uh, this whole experience. Closure. Closure, <laughs> yeah. Um, Nothing but doors closing to opportunities <laughs> in your future. There's nothing to be gained. Um, so, Blake, you identify, last I checked, as a as a heterosexual mm-hmm. cisgendered male. Yeah, um, it's about time you got uh, opinions from one of those. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we really are working to elevate the... Uh, most obscure voices with our program here. Um, do you have any? Uh, do you have anything to say for yourself? Um, I uh, I don't. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't at all. Um, <laughs> my my experience with smut very much kind of started with um, with these particular crimes. Oh no! <laughs> so um, you're just never going on the internet again. Anyway. Yeah, that's it's it's forbidden territory to me now. Yeah. So this month, we decided to continue our Christmas tradition of doing uh, fan fiction. Um, it, we did five stories this time, two picked by me, two picked by Rachel, one picked by Blake. I didn't have the stamina to pick two stories. <laughs> I remember you sent to the chat that you were like really hunting for like, what was it? Arist- Ferngully. Ferngully and Aristocats. No Ferngully. Oh. I don't know if I believe that. I couldn't find it. I checked. It. I, really? I couldn't find it. I'm a, I mean, I'm a novice um, smut finder, uh, but uh, my, my, my wimpy skills could... Come to think of it, I did just it. check cartoons. I didn't check movies. So, like, I don't know, maybe. I didn't know how to do either of those things. <laughs> I just checked for Ferngully and came up blank. Yeah, fair enough. Um, maybe I misspelled it. <laughs> There's just like a thousand Ferngully fan fiction. Yeah, oh, it turns out that's that's number two behind... You could have just searched for James Cameron's Avatar. 
Yeah, that's and just changed all the proper nouns. Um, you know, it didn't have the same. It, no, no, no fairy in uh, no odd fairy creature in uh, uh, Avatar had an impact on my sexual awakening like Fern Gully. Did, so. <laughs> talk about you talk about Batty from Fern Gully, right? <laughs> I don't is bad is that is that Anastasia or is that Fern Gully? Uh, Anastasia Batty. is Bartok. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, yeah. Wasn't there some sort of like a beefy woman fairy in Fern Gully? I mean, Gully I don't know if she was beefy. I heard she was jacked. I, I don't remember a jacked woman. <laughs> Are you talking about the prince character? Or he's not even a prince, like a construction worker, isn't he? Yeah, he's just some I, random I, random lumberjack who gets turned into yeah. small sized. Oh. That's a somebody's kink, I think, yeah. by itself. And he's not hot. Tiny, tiny lumberjacks. Or just like, isn't there a Maybe. thing with like men, not men necessarily, I don't want to be exclusionary, but like somebody being shrunk up. I believe that, like a precursor to vor. I think that's micro is that okay. fetish, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a big year. Yeah. <laughs> really awoke, awoke a lot yeah. within it. Like uh, Fern Gully and uh, the nanny for me. Yeah. Ooh, is that what your first... I foray into fanfiction is going to be a nanny for, uh, for Gully crossover. Um, yes. Erotic okay. crossover. Fran Gully. Fran Gully. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't ready to uh, to bring it out. I wasn't ready to make the big announcement. But, well, uh, maybe you can come back next year for our, our third fanfiction extravaganza and we can read your <laughs> yeah. Fran Gully. I think that Fran Drescher and the nanny was a lot of, like, I've, I've heard tell of that being a lot of young men's sexual awakening. Straight guys are weird. It wasn't the voice. Let's put it that way. <laughs> hey, she's got an appeal. I don't think that um, I'm ready to jump directly into Rachel's stories. I'm sorry. First. Okay. We could, um, we, we could start with um, one of them and <laughs> cleanse our palates with. Literally anything else. Um, uh, Trevor, your picks were a little bit on the uh, on the gnarly side as well. I mean, Blake's was delightful. There, there, there's 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 a line though. I feel like, um, but oh, no, I'm I'm not gonna. Ooh, let me get the volume down real quick so that no more no more of that. Um, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not here to defend myself. <laughs> I'm here to attack you. So <laughs> were they on the? I mean, I'm the, I'm the novice here. Uh, were they on the gnarly side? <sighs> I, I I guess we, I I would describe them on the the juicy side. <laughs> we'll 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 get into that. I think that we'll just go in order: me, Rachel, your story, okay. then me, and then we'll save <laughs> right. the Dual best for last. Hopefully, by that point, the um, all the whiskey that we're consuming right now will have kicked in, oh, and maybe God. that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it takes to understand it. Um. So the we tried to do what we did last year and pick um, like a story that would like appeal to us and then a story that we thought we'd hate. Or at least I tried to do that. I don't know. Rachel what... just picked stories to punish us for <laughs> yeah. knowing her. Um, I, I picked something that I thought I would be at least amused by mm-hmm. and then something which, that I knew was, would be just a train wreck. Which, which one hurt us the most? The train wreck or the what you thought would be amusing? The I train wreck. I think the train wreck. The train wreck. Okay. It's on. It's. I have no. I mean, as far as expectations. So, um, I guess we'll go with my story that I wanted to be good first. Mm-hmm. And I thought it, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. So I really didn't think this through. To so I've made a couple of jokes before on this podcast and elsewhere 
that the only ship that I really engage with. In fact, do you know what shipping is? Yes. Yes, you're 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 that that you, savvy. You got to get those Amazon packages there. Somehow. I hate <laughs> you so much. Um, so I've said before that the only ship that I truly endorse is uh, Chief Hopper from Stranger Things and myself. Mm. Um, and so I decided. Is that, is that the only ship that you? No, like, that's or the only ship from Stranger Things. No, that's well, that's yes to that question. Oh, okay. Uh, I also ship Jonathan, Nancy, and oh, uh, and Steve, Steve as well, a threesome. Well, the rest of them are kids, so they're, you're, it's pretty limited. Those yeah. are also kids, though. Wait, um, yeah, I but think they're but, sixteen. But I think shipping teenagers is basically par for the course in sure. every fandom. We should uh, also discuss later, like where our our bridge too far <laughs> is uh, vis-a-vis real people fan fiction. Ooh, yeah, that, that was uh, that did a come up. Dilemma. That did come up when we were discussing this. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about that when we get to my second story. I was considering writing a fan fiction about about the two of you because I'm such big fans of the podcast. I'd read it. I'm such big uh, fans. It's <laughs> like a heartwarming gen. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking I could sneak it into a haiku or something um, <laughs> that had the word. Ropey in it? I, I, I mean, no. this, this podcast is going to be a pretty long one, so you've got time. Yeah, maybe so. Um, so I picked a story called Some Legs Are Meant to be Broken, because I thought the title was very funny. <laughs> the title was very funny. Um, by Boogie Wrights, who... Uh, <laughs> I did not look up... The, the, <laughs> please continue with the names of the uh, of the writers, because I didn't look that up. Um, Boogie Wrights, uh, to... to in a sort of cursory internet search, seems to trade primarily in the Sherlock fandom, which mm, is... I, I might have read some Boogie Rights while I was... Before I knew I wasn't supposed to read them. Oh, yeah. Before we submitted them. Uh, some Sherlock vampire stuff that... Um, Sherlock got, is... Got a bit rapey. Uh, yeah, oh. it, they do. Fan fiction just does, in general. <laughs> and, and I will say, I'm super proud of all of us. There was not a speck of non-con to be found. It was very consensual At least stuff. there's that. It was It was just non-con all the way down. Uh, it and was, I was con all the way down. Or, are you, sorry, yeah. Uh, it was con all the way down, and I was very, very pleased. Uh, especially cons- all things considered. Um, so, And I picked a Chief Hopper slash you story, which is mm-hmm. a tag on Archive of Our Own oh. that has... More than a few, but I picked this one based on uh, title alone, honestly. So, so as you continue, I'll probably have some questions about about it. Uh, I've I've read it, um, but uh, is the second person that common? Because it was a little disorienting, but it ended up working. I think yeah, that's something that I think is that we should start off with first. So I, my, I, the joke is always that I ship Chief Hopper and myself because mm-hmm. I have a crush on him. So you would, th- yours would have been. I do this, and then <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone else enjoy this if you want. In your fevered imagining, yeah. And and I guess I can kind of understand second person fan fiction, um, but in practice, at least for this story, I really didn't like it. Um, I have a question too about uh, how common something is. If you if you were reading a lot of uh, Chief Hopper and Reader. Common or him, him not having this, legs. This is the first second person fan fiction that I've <laughs> read. He never has player. legs. Never. <laughs> um, is it 
so is it a, a usual construction where instead of having a character name, it's like Y slash N? Y slash N, I know, is common in what is Raider. Your name. Oh. And then there's, I think in there, it's like Y slash E slash C, your eye color. Is it uh, the thing where you're supposed to go in and like control F replace? That's odd. I don't know if that's a thing that people do, but I guess I could see it. <laughs> well, I think it's just distracting so, to have, like, yeah, your like, name. They could have included your your profession, your relationship to the chief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your toenail length. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 made us, they made us a woman. They made us in the police force. They, they made sure we were there for two years, and they made sure we were good at cooking. They yeah. made sure we love swing dancing. And, and that we... Okay. That, that, one, that one felt true to me, though. Yeah. Uh, and that we <laughs> liked right. horror movies, and that we wanted to bang Chief Hopper. There was some, there was some overlap okay, here. Okay. There's got to be at least one. You at least have to have the assumption that you want to bang Chief Hopper, I think. Oh, or if you're writing a certain kind of fan fiction that you don't. Uh, um, but... So I... I picked this because I really like that character, and I really liked the title, and I saw that the author had written, like, 90-some-odd fan fictions Ugh. before. Like, they are fairly prolific. They have their own Tumblr, which I assume has been destroyed now, because uh, it's all just, like, porn fanfic. Oh, yeah. um, but I was kind of surprised by how amateurish a lot of the writing was, Um Second person, I think, was always going to be disorienting mm-hmm. for me because it's like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, especially dialogue. Like you said, like excuse me, I did not. <laughs> Don't tell me what I, I would said. not. Have, I would not have said that. Um, and I think that the biggest problem for me with this story is that if you're gonna commit to second person, it seems like the entire point is immersion, right? Like. I kind of think that that's all shipping fanfiction is like you're picking a character that you identify with and a character you want to bang and then you're having them smoosh parts. At least that's how I always think about like sexy fanfiction. Well, well, unless you're shipping two that you already know. I mean, well, but I, not all characters are the, the empty slates that people ship. I know, but it's still, like, a character that you identify with, right? Like, that's how yeah, I am. Okay. So it's usually, like, one you, like, straightforward want to bang and then the other that you can sort of insert yourself into like that's that's that the same thing as wanting to bang golf clap um but like i guess that's the way that i engage with fan fiction because like i think of all the ships that i've been involved with and there's always like a character that i kind of relate to and then the character i want to bang mm-hmm. so it's like simon and jane from firefly like, I relate to Simon, and I want to bang Jane. So are you a, um... I don't want to spoil it. Never mind. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, I know where you're going, and I hate you. Um, but... So I, I, I've always kind of thought that that's what, like, erotic fanfiction was, is, like, the idea is that you want to, like, immerse yourself and kind of, like, have this character who is a stand-in for you do these things. So why was this so disorienting for you? Why did it... Why did it detract from the immersion because because you don't like to cook i you know i think there's a plausible deniability when it's another character that you kind of lose when it's you did this but the second person just really enforces no no i'm serious <laughs> this is you yeah this You're is you now this. this is your life um so like if it's a, it's a pre-established character you can kind of accept the fact that not everything that character does is mm-hmm. going to be exactly what you would do yeah um and also i think the bigger problem i have is that it's not, this isn't immersive at all. There's so little sensory details 
there's so little in the way of like actually like engaging with like what does the environment look like? Mm-hmm. What does this sound like? What is this? Everything is very um, workmanlike as far as the prose goes. I actually think that the author starts out very rough with their dialogue, like very, like, yeah. very fan fiction speak. Like when people talk, um, our di- uh, our language is very sort of uh, it's purposeful. Like people mm-hmm. communicate purposefully. <clears throat> We, we don't just kind of say, like, uh, oh, my mother, who is from Alaska and likes to ice skate, is coming into town <laughs> this week. Like, that's not really how people communicate. And I feel like a lot of newer fan fiction authors, mm-hmm. their um, dialogue style tries to be very expositional as well. There, there, and there was a bit of um, a, like, the, the, the quality of speech... That I think you would you would relate to a formal email if yeah. that email was about um, uh, boinking your coworkers. Yeah, um, and I feel like that kind of got better as the story went on. I thought that their dialogue mm-hmm. kind of became a little bit more natural, especially when they weren't writing group scenes. When it was just sort of one on one, I thought that it was fine. It was mm-hmm. like serviceable. Um, yeah, the beginning it's like several coworkers like interrupting each other to describe. I got- what the what the self insert character? My, my poor my was. poor little brain got got confused with <laughs> what was going on. Yeah, um, I just don't. Um, but whenever the uh, dialogue would break away, and it would break away constantly for like mm-hmm. he said, he grinned, he laughed, oh, like every, almost almost every every sentence, every line during the dialogue, and it's all very workmanlike, mm-hmm. and it's not good. Um, I, I will defend this story as, like, very good for a young fanfiction writer. Trevor, I'm looking at your notes right now, and it says, uh, he laughs, he grins, he burps, he dies. Dialogue constantly interrupted. Yeah, um, that's... I don't remember the burping and dying scene. Yeah, that was some creative license on, on my front part, but... And as far as the prose goes, too, it kind of does that fan fiction thing wherein it doesn't feel like it has to introduce any characters. It assumes mm-hmm. that you already know them. But I've watched Stranger Things, and I don't know what the names of, like, the non-Hopper police officers are. <laughs> like, it would be nice to at least get some idea of what, like, people in the story look like. I, I, th- I think that also makes it a little bit more difficult when it's written in second person. Mm-hmm. Everything's immediate, and you're, the intention is to see things through the eye of the of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't get sort of external descriptions that they, that they wouldn't care about, because most of that would have been through their voice. Why would they be describing this perfectly normal relationship that they're used to? Um, or... The, the 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 stains on the sofa, but you can have it. You can do a little bit of like narrative tricks. Like you can say like Impossible. such and such like um, such and such like laughed, uh, and it reminded you of this moment that you like sh- like share together, or his tone reminded mm-hmm. you of this common experience that you have with him, or something like that. Like tell me like how my character relates to these people at the very least. Um, I think they, I, with with all the pieces that we read, um, they skip a lot of that because the 
some of them are infinitely long and literally never yeah. end, and we're in hell right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, they just they just kind of want to get to the point. It's not a novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would actually defend just like it um, ignoring ignoring the things that they did sort of pass over for the sake of getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, Speaking but, of the nitty gritty, do we ever find out how and why Hopper broke both of his legs? No, I don't think we do. Um, no. It's probably swing dancing. <laughs> uh, I just assumed it was monster related. Yeah, he can't tell. She doesn't know because he can't tell because a monster broke his legs. Yeah. And gave him a wedge. <laughs> it was embarrassing more than anything. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you that, like, the purpose... I, I agree and I disagree. I think that for some of the stories we've read here today, uh, the point is the fucking. Uh, mm-hmm. And they just, like, get into it. But you're right, this one wasn't so much... Like all of the all of the the three chapters pre bone and down um, were very much for you to develop an attachment, yeah, this, and it does help to develop attachment. If it, you it, it, it's that. a romance fic that has sex in yeah. it. It don't I don't think I classify it as a sex fic. I think there is so much missed opportunity in this, and this is why I didn't like it so much because like what I was expecting from like the plot synopsis was that there was going to be this element of like. Hopper's like vulnerability and like mm. the, the loss of dignity dignity that comes with not being able to do basic tasks and like take care of yourself. Where, and where, where, where's 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 the uh, take me to the bathroom scene? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's the sponge bath scene? You really lose well, he, out. Apparently, well, he hired a, yeah. a nurse, right? Like, he's... yeah, I actually agree with you one hundred percent. I was kind of hoping when I read the synopsis that there would be an element of vulnerability on his part and that there would be that sort of connection born out of sort of um having to be vulnerable to right. someone one one thing that i found a little bit because it was, it was the first one that i that i read the first one that wasn't a page and a half long mm-hmm. uh that i read um I, I was surprised that there was no mention of the universe of stranger things at all <laughs> and the only the monsters and the only reason why we think that this character is the chief hopper that that we know uh, is just because it says so. I feel like it's just because it says so in the uh, descriptors. Uh, there so is a say, oh, it's for Chief Hopper, and this character's a little grumpy. It could have been any grumpy old chief in a small town with a big dingaling. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that is very common. I've found in fan fiction is just like just like you meet this character in a bar or yeah. in a fucking coffee shop. And the coffee shop fic is an actual genre Why? of fan fiction. Why? Why is that a thing? Because they just want to get straight to the fucking in a uh, coffee shop. Well, no, you meet in a coffee oh. shop and then you oh. fuck. Um, so why does it even need to be those characters? Like, why does it matter that it's like I don't know? So that people will read Iron it. Because because if it was anyone else, we wouldn't be reading it right now. Yeah, it was I mean, just like if, general fiction. Yeah, if that said. Um, Chief, Chief Flapper instead of Chief yeah. Hopper, uh, then it would have just been some grumpy guy. Yeah, <laughs> Chief um, Flapper, with a, a grumpy guy with broken legs. That's is why that, he's flapping. Is, is is that a section of fan fiction? Um, not that I've been exposed to. I mean, I you, I think that that's just if this was a mm-hmm. like kind of this is my original fiction. It's a story about you, the reader, uh, hooking up with a middle-aged police chief. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have clicked on it. It's you, the reader, and me, the writer. That sounds like it's kind of your kink, though. Anyway, uh, you know, minus the politics, minus lose lose 
Who's the police part? Can he just a chief? Can he have a uniform of some like a fire firefighter chief? chief. Yeah. Do firefighters have chiefs? Is that a? I don't know what the firefighter hierarchy is. Um, Or maybe like they have queens. Maybe it's a police chief (laughs) in like one of those countries where the police are just completely fucked. Like he's um, a a Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah, I'm down with that. I'm I'm good with that. Um, So I think that we should. As always, play our, our game that we love so much. Uh, is the author a boy or a girl? I, I say female. Absolutely. Agreed. 100%. And the moment I had it 100% confirmed for me is when we get to the sex scene and we get no description of his physical body at all. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that was it. Like, I, I, I don't think we... Might have been because of the second person. We didn't really get any description of how he felt either. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've I kind of noticed more and more as we've done this podcast that um, for a lot of uh, female erotica authors, it seems like the, the being wanted is the point. And Rachel, you can kind of uh, agree or disagree however you might prefer. I can say that just from experience, uh, from what I've edited that has been uh, very explicitly written by female writers, I think that the most of the emphasis is put on like how cherished the character feels and just the, the amount of, of care and like lavishing of attention uh, that the, the hero puts on versus like the size of his, his dingling. Yeah, so. like uh, if, if this was male written... Chief Hopper Erotica, there would just def- Hopper Erotica, Hopper Erotica, if you will. Um, <laughs> I will. <laughs> there, they would just absolutely be like a passage about his big swinging dick and the way that it smelled. Like no question, <laughs> is that the way that it smelled? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the distinction between uh, male written and female written erotica. There's an emphasis on smell that is not there in female written. Is there erotica, an emphasis on musk? Oh yeah, I mean musk. like. <laughs> the, not usually that word, but like pungent. Like this, the scent of someone's body is usually a little more emphasized, mm-hmm. especially in gay male erotica. Gay gays just love dude stank. They're like, they're like <laughs> bumblebees. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Why did I agree to that? Gays and bumblebees love dude stank. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. Bumblebees exposed. <laughs> um, it's just a- so I think that's all I really have to say about that one. I, I wanted to give a brief synopsis of kind of how I thought the story went. Okay. So in the, I think in the first, the, I thought the first two chapters were actually kind of cute. Um, but um, my, you know, my, my bar was after some different, another story, <laughs> a different story. Oh, yeah. um, and so I, my expectations had been lowered so much that um, though it was longer than I expected, I was actually listening to it while I was making lasagna. While I was listening to this story, and uh, so I copied it into a text to speech. So Microsoft Sam wrote you the read Microsoft you the. Sam read me this smut. That um, is fascinating. That that's a thing you can do. That is a thing you can do. Material. And so you can. Did make, you do it with every story? I did not. Actually, I stopped doing it with the, the story that shall not be named. Um, it could be copied and pasted. Too much. Yeah, yeah. fanfiction.net actually does yeah. disable, which is, I guess, an interesting interesting feature. But um, it's not um, it's it's not pro lasagna. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. 
I hope you did that before your mom got into town and I, was sitting around. I did. I did, <laughs> I did do that. But your poor, but your, but your poor wife just had to like. She was coming down the stairs and she heard. Just she like, goes back up the uh, stairs. No. <laughs> yes, Amy was a bit confused. Um, I, I thought that the um, it ended up getting a little awkward. The dialogue, like especially awkward, the the uh, the transition from um, just let's try to be nice and that. Oh, he's glad I'm here. Um, to okay, let's date. I thought it was pretty sudden, but you gotta get to it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite part of this was that that weird moment where suddenly uh, <clears throat> Hopper notices that the your name here is all bruised up and gets all sort of that that alpha male like who hurt you? I'm gonna kill him. Like <laughs> I've seen a lot of that in in female written fan fiction where. It's part of that cherishing and protecting instinct that uh, it did, straight women love it. It, it kind of stood, it's definitely stood out to me. It seemed really shoehorned in. Yeah. But the fact that she was like, oh, don't worry, this is from Swing. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm just incredibly bad at my chosen well, hobby. And there, there was, and there was, there was probably uh, a good paragraph that, that the whole, I think the whole paragraph after the initial suspicion, initial concern, she didn't like get right down to the nitty-gritty swing dancing explanation. She's just like, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, no, what he did this. Oh, She just wanted uh, to sort of and I, enjoy I, his I, maybe so. discomfort. I thing. thought it was going to turn into some, a different, like, turn into that being relevant. Um, and then she's like, swing dancing. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I guess they're going to go swing dancing. I mean, also, what kind of physical therapy was he given super... Where- after two broken, like what, like two months after he is uh, incapacitated, broken, broken, two broken both his legs. legs. Not only is he up and walking without some sort of a boot, uh, he is uh, swing dancing up a storm. I think that that depending on where the fracture happened, it's up and walking is it was pretty reasonable. Um, walking, sure, but uh, yeah, swing dancing. And I mean, the, bottle, muscle, bo- the muscle atrophy, bo- Trevor. It's the power. It's the power of boners. Yeah, it is. that's true. And the power of pecan pie. Yeah. The the I, see, the scene where her pecan pie prep took a full hour and a half. I did not even get what kind of pie it was. Was it pecan? Or I, <laughs> it was pecan. Like, You're insert, right. I'm self inserting this. I, pie I, I, specific, I specifically looked up pecan pie recipes after I read I, I, this. I, I, I think Microsoft Sam might have missed a beat. Pecan pecan pie. Wow. About about halfway through the story, I ran out of their free sort of premium voices, uh, and then it went. So there was like some semi sort of human sounding voices um, that, uh, so I, I was, I got to tell the um, misspellings pretty, pretty <laughs> uh, lack of punctuation whenever there was, this one wasn't that bad compared to the first one that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, every time there was some sort of uh, misspelling um, uh, wrong adverb, I mean, wrong uh, pronoun put in there or something like that. Um, it was, it was pretty painfully obvious. Um, Declared by Microsoft Sam. It must be so interesting mm-hmm. having a very horny robot read to you. <laughs> the pacing is odd, <laughs> especially sure. if they're not on point with their commas. Oh uh, god! Oh god! Yeah. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> oh no! Um, oh, the the last thing I had to say about this particular story. Um, there was so much sexy talk. Yeah, I thought there was just a there was a lot of dialogue and like full sentences. You, you had like you got conjunctions and shit. You, <laughs> you get, like you've you've got compound sentences. That's that sentences with two subjects in them. That's so many subjects. That's very common in 
I mean, I would say all erotica, but fan fiction especially. People are talking yeah. while they're boning down. And there's there's full, complete thoughts. Um, People can multitask yeah. in this, yeah. in these fantasy worlds. That's that's the that's the sort of the world superpower of fan fiction. Um, it's talking while fucking. In, in, in action movies, it's infinite stamina. And fan fiction, not, not so much infinite stamina, uh, but uh, they can... You know, hold full conversations while uh, distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> what what would we do, do? We want to grade these on a scale of one to ten, or uh, an F to A plus scale. I like the F to A plus. Okay, um, I'm going to give this one a C plus. Okay, I think the first chapter is a C minus. The second chapter is a C. And the last chapter is probably a B minus, so I think I go. Of course, to C that's when the boinking is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thirsty, and I won't apologize. Uh, I don't know of what mi- minus or plus, uh, but my novice little baby virgin brain um, will—I uh, think we'll give it a B. I respect that. I was—I was—I—I I, I kind of—I kind of leaned towards a B, um, but you know. <laughs> We really we we need to calibrate our scale. I feel like, and this is pretty solidly uh, middle of the road um, as far as what we what we went through. So the next story that we're going to talk about is your my present. Oh yes. <clears throat> so uh, I don't know if we mentioned already on air, but I didn't follow Trevor's rules. Really, I didn't pick anything that I thought was going to like titillate me in the bits, but this. I, I was just like genuinely delighted that this fan fiction existed because it's so niche. So t- yeah, tell me what the so, premise of this is, Rachel. So I, I think it was like circa 2015, right? That was a good year. <laughs> it was a go, yeah, good. fine vintage. Um, there was a Folgers commercial uh, around the Christmas times that made a bit of a stir on the internet. Oh. Uh, it featured a uh, a brother. Coming home for Christmas, I think after doing like mission work in Africa or something, or like the National Guard. I don't know. There, we. She does say that he's from home from Africa. I don't know if it's mission. I'm work. home in Africa, I'm in, and I'm home from Africa from mi- all the mission work I was doing. <laughs> yeah. and I'm here, thank you. <laughs> have you not? Have you not seen the commercial? I don't think. I don't remember it. I hadn't it's, seen the commercial uh, until no I got this story, <laughs> and I read the the description. I was like. What? Like, this, so, what is this fandom? Oh, right. It's, I, I don't. I don't know if you could even call it a fandom. They're just. I mean, there were more. There was more than ten fics to choose from. So maybe you'd call it a fandom. This had ten different fics. I think so. Right. So, so the brief synopsis of the oh. of the commercial: brothers coming home from his African uh, trip, doing whatever doesn't matter. Sister greets him at the door. They they hug. She brings him inside, and the parents are heard stirring upstairs, and the mom whispers, he's home, or something like that. And so the sister gifts the brother with a wrapped um, can of Folgers coffee, which I think is maybe the most offensive part of this. But yeah. then... Uh, That's a real fuck you. I th- Right, yeah. I, just, I would just turn around and leave again. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess he gives her like a some kind of present, and she... Pulls a bow off the present, like sticks it on him, and says, "You're my present this year." Mm. And that's all fine. It's all fine. It's good. It's chill. It's not that good. It's platonic. It's sibling uh, love. But 
But then there there is this long and sexually charged look. Yeah, there's this, oh. this this shot reverse shot where it's like she's like staring and then he's staring back <laughs> and they're like wordless and it holds for a 10 seconds. It's is a pregnant pause. I don't know if I've ever looked at one of my sisters for 10 seconds before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so strange like the I guess it just goes to show like how like what a different message you send by just holding a shot for like a millisecond longer than mm-hmm. you would otherwise we're, we're subtle creatures yeah are, and and the world picked up on this so it's just like <laughs> this this gaze held just a second too long to be uh i couldn't uh, find the commercial until i typed in folgers commercial brother and sister I, I typed in Folgers commercial brother and sister and I couldn't find it and then I typed in Folgers commercial brother and sister incest and then it uh, popped up immediately I think that says more about your search history eh. it's good yeah maybe it's a good it says good things about you that didn't pop up immediately but <laughs> I guess this uh, this commercial was immediately controversial in its time I think there's like a know your meme uh, page I'm sure. devoted to it and I found this actually, I had forgotten that this commercial existed. It's been a couple of years, but I looked up just weirdest Christmas fan fiction because I had, I had initially searched for Krampus fan fiction. Oh, that would have been Didn't good. find it. Was very That's disappointed. That's stunning to me. Because like. What a sexy. We, 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 we all know that Krampus fucks, right? Krampus dicks down. Krampus but does dick down. There was. I, I looked up Krampus in I don't, uh, know, I don't know that <laughs> in uh, archive of our own. Then you clearly haven't seen my search history. Krampus is like, I feel like he's analogous to like the, the sexy Renaissance depictions of the devil. Oh yeah, except oh, yeah, like yeah. grotesque. I mean, isn't he just a satyr? And their whole point was that they fuck and they drink f- a lot. Fuck. Like yeah. And and there's another conversation to be had about how all the fan fiction that involved Krampus was from this weird. A series called uh, Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians has such a fan presence online <laughs> because is it's. It, is there like a lot of sex in there? Rise of the Guardians is a 2000 ish era DreamWorks film. And also a young adult book series. I guess, maybe. I don't know. I just know. That's when it started out. I just, I just know that the fandom blew up because of the movie. And the premise is that all of the holiday figures. Like Santa and the Easter Bunny and Jack Frost, I guess, have like an the Tooth Fairy, and ha- they have like an Avengers style team up where they have to fight like a big villain. Natural. I think and, it's like that they and they they have to like regain their powers by making kids believe in them again. I, I I've never seen My it. Only, the only thing I know is that the internet loves Jack Frost in that movie because he's like a willowy anime boy with like a magic staff. Oh, and, that's why. And Elsa powers. Yeah. And. The Bara community loves Santa in that movie because he's a gigantic, bearded, like big muscles, boy. tattoos down his arm. Like Santa fucks in that movie, <laughs> like for sure. Um, and the internet loves that obscure DreamWorks title that I don't think many people other than like the fangirl community have actually even seen. I know about it from shelving books at half price and being in the young adult section and having it be requested and thinking it was a, a strange premise to be as popular as it seems to be. I'm trying to remember Jack, Jack Frost is a really popular pairing with another character from a different fandom. And I don't remember who it is, really? but like 
Tim Allen <laughs> from Home Improvement. Yeah. Um, or from that movie where he was Santa once. Oh, yeah. He's not even or, beefy Santa. Or, or maybe three times. Um, I... The internet just occasionally has, like, crossover fandoms where it's just accepted, like, these characters from these two unrelated works are definitely, like, boning down. Sherlock, so uh, Sherlock Holmes and one of the doctors from Doctor Who. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, and one probably one of the... potato-shaped man and another potato-shaped man. <laughs> and, and probably one of the brothers from Supernatural, or both of the brothers right. from Supernatural. Super Hulak yeah, is Super a Hula horrible, is, horrible thing. Is what Jill told us when she was on. Here. Jill is so she is plugged in. She really to this is. World. Um, but and also, so I mean, this story, other than like the fandom and like the commercial that it stems from, I, fascinating, pretty unremarkable story to be honest. It's more remarkable if you read it through a text to speech. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Application. Though? It is a total mess. Um, so I'm not, I'm not particularly, um, worried about syntax and spelling and, uh, and punctuation, but I am when a robot has to read it to me. (laughs) Now I understand why these things matter. I'm, I'm, what was our, um, uh, English teacher from high school? Um, the one that, that, the grossy one, the one that was like, (laughs) I'm preparing you for college by making you write all of your papers by hand. Yeah, she she kicked my ass. What kind of old dirty witch is this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't have her class, so I don't know what I don't remember. She, um, I, I, I didn't know. She was totally right. Um, this, if this person had her, they would have, we would have more readable fan fiction by robots. She should teach a fan fiction writing mm-hmm. class for robots. For robots, <laughs> just for robots. <laughs> I don't think that's what we were getting. It's machine at. learning. Um, but to be honest, I don't have much to say about the story it, other no, than it I'm. A, it was a total mess. The fact. I mean, I'm. I, I don't you know if I really want to say delighted. I. Why were you delighted? I just think delighted in the sense of just like childish, like mischievous glee that this is a thing. Okay. Like, it has been inflicted on the public consciousness. I, I did want to point out that all of the stories, all of the other stories that we read combined had, I think, 11 reviews to, the, to them, mm-hmm. all, four, all, all four of the <laughs> other ones. And this one had 33 by itself. I, th- I think that's because it was a page and a half long. <laughs> People who were just getting through it really easily. People yeah. were just thirsty for this material. Maybe. I guess you gotta search for this stuff, don't you? Yeah. Like you gotta go watch this commercial though. I guess because so. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that else. when we when we finish up here. Uh I'll I'll I'll, I'll expose you to it. It's It's hilarious. sexually charged. It is erotic in the worst way. Um, but I, I'm kind of with Rachel. I'm glad that this exists. I love that the internet can just take stupid shit. Like, this would be the equivalent of finding erotic left shark fanfiction. Like, I would just That's be... Good. I'm sure it exists. Pleased as punch. That's some gold. I'm not glad this exists, but no one asked me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. It's not my decision, you Takes know? all kinds. Yeah. I think um some of them I'm not I'm not I'm not exists. I'm not I'm not worried. I don't hate this this exists, but uh, I'm not putting a positive uh <laughs> desire on it. You're so not endorsing I'm it. I'm not going to endorse it, but you can have it. Two, so my my two questions then I are, wish it included coffee is what I'm saying. <laughs> back to the Doesn't truth. it have a line that's, back to the truth that's like material. fuck coffee. I want you. Uh, like. I think it does. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Fuck 
Coffee, fuck, I want you. Fuck coffee, I want you. <laughs> Except it, coffee was probably coffee. Coffee, <laughs> I want you. But, um, so, boy or girl writer? God, human? I'm not girl. sure. I'm inclined towards girl. Uh, I Again, I think someone would have actually fucked in this story if it was a boy. Boys are... <laughs> yeah. I, I really, it's just a matter of how gross is the story. That's my scale. Yeah, I suppose there, there was there was very little description of um, sticky or moist things. Mm-hmm. No musk to be had. No musk. Uh, and second, I, Blake, first. Mm-hmm. What would you grade it? My grade? Oh, boy. Uh, when this when this <laughs> English teacher... Speaking of pregnant yeah. pauses. <laughs> yeah. We were looking long and longingly. There'll be memes about it. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Um, when this, when this, <laughs> when this English teacher um, in question, I, I end up coming up late, late to a class because I had a big falling out with a theater teacher. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've heard that story yeah. and I love it. Um, so I, I'm not giving the line that the theater teacher gave me when I walked back into her room asking for a signature, excusing my absence. Um, I'm giving the line that this English teacher that I can't remember the name of gave me, um, and it was just uh, leave, and, <laughs> and then wow, and, like go 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 back and get the signature. But the next thing was just waving of the hand. Please go away. Um, it's gonna be a problem. That's <laughs> so how. You, that's your grade. That, that's my grade. It's just, it's just please go away. <laughs> and when you come back, we're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> I'm going to give it a B minus. Wow. The writing was fine. And after reading... It wasn't if you were worried about commas. <laughs> yeah. Well, after reading some of these others, I think that... I think I read my own last. Lucky you. I know. <laughs> so did I read my own last. I will give it a C. I'll give it a couple of Folgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's punishment enough. So, Blake, Blake? your story was A Bit of a Bet by Misty Zio. Yes. Misty is also fairly prolific in the fanfiction circuits based on what I was able to find. Um, I think... Actually, was she the Sherlock one? And... Yes. So I I, I probably... Boogie Wright is primarily everything that Tom Hardy has ever been in. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a good niche. And, and, and her, her avatar is just a picture of Tom Hardy. Um, so she and I share a far more, uh, interwoven, uh, mm-hmm. sexual tapestry uh, than I would say Missy Zio. Missy Zio is the primarily Sherlock writer. Keep a lookout for Venom fanfiction coming soon. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I I've hear- I've seen a lot of Venom thirst, or read a lot of Venom thirst tweets after that first trailer came out. I, so. I remember, um, io9 ran a, a post that was, I think the title was something like, the new Venom is really fucky. Like, Fuck he. I don't know what that means, uh, but I saw it. I agree. His, his <laughs> I tongue unfurls like a cartoon uh, red carpet. Oh, you're right. Uh, it, does, uh, it does that. Apparently, he yeah. makes out with Tom Hardy at one point. I thought he was Tom Hardy. He does kind of make he, out at Tom, with Tom Hardy. He's like, at one he's point. like yeah. occupying Tom Hardy's girlfriend's body, and he grabs him and puts his mouth to them, and then yeah. 
goes from inside her body into his body. Yeah, he's a nasty boy. I never thought. I never uh, think and, 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 and there's a line from Tom Hardy that's like, "You're literally always up my ass." And yeah, apparently the movie's just very fucky. So I'm sure that that already exists. And yeah, I I run in a lot of um, how do I put this? Uh, mon- circles? monster lust uh, circles <laughs> on the internet. Uh, Trevor, I love how nakedly honest you are about some of the shit that you're into. I, I, I mean, like, everyone everyone knows my orc policy, and orcs tend to be classified. Your orc in policy that, is there are never enough. <laughs> is that there are never enough for me to enjoy. <laughs> and if anyone knows where I can find more now that Tumblr has blown up my entire masturbation habit. Uh, like, <laughs> Is that let where me you're know. getting all your orc material? I literally haven't looked at porn that didn't come from Tumblr in like three years. That's why you've been railing so hard about like this. he's been very angry, breaking things. Like uh, he doesn't wash. He doesn't open. Crusade. He doesn't open doors anymore. Just kicks them down. Yeah, like it's a problem for me. Like. I don't, I don't know where I'm going to get my content now. Especially my orc content. My so content! I don't connect Tumblr and orc dinguses very, very strongly in my brain. Well, you're not me. No. Um, but Interesting. You uh, haven't seen what I've seen. Uh, but I, I've, I've, in a lot of the uh, sort of Tumblrs that I used to go to, Venom uh, really trended this these past few months. Um... But, so yeah, Misty Zio is the Sherlock writer, and a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I'm really curious, I've known you for a really long time, and I, um, I don't remember you being, like, a huge huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan. Um, well, you know, that's because I respect you. Mm. (laughs) He's Um, bearing soul to you a little bit. Yeah, um, Pirates of the Caribbean is not good. I would argue but, that the uh, first movie I, actually is pretty good. I'm, a, like, I'm a big, I'm just a big old sucker for adventure movies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pick something that I knew who these people were. That's very fair. Um, yeah, and so I, so I went for it. I uh, yeah, no, honestly, uh, I, and I knew uh, something that I knew who the people were, and that I was certain was going to be some 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 bow down action mm-hmm. and a pairing that wouldn't. Like just repulse you on sight. I honestly, I wouldn't know how. I've I've listened to enough of your episodes. Uh, I have a um, tolerance now. <laughs> but you're battle hardened at this point. Um, I I stretch, sir. Is uh, comes comes to mind. Dobby stretch. So, Dobby stretch. So sorry. Sir. So yeah. sorry. I'm also guilty of bringing that uh, <laughs> yeah. back. Into you have, you have the a gift. World. You have a gift. What can you say? Ugh. Um, so I just, I wanted something that I, I knew the, knew the characters for and wouldn't, wouldn't have known where to go, how to find, or I'm not that creative, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm a novice. These are skills that you learn. I, I mean, you, you really, uh, picked a fandom that you had a, a rich mm-hmm. baby to do. So, I thoroughly enjoyed the story. I did too. Oh. Yeah. I, I actually would probably say that this was the best one we read. Oh, for sure. Um, so... It was Did a thirstiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys remember, I don't know if this was your experience, but in high school, Pirates of the Caribbean was like a thing. Like there are horse girls now, like that's mm-hmm. a common parlance. Mm-hmm. I remember Pirates of the Caribbean girls. Really? Mm-hmm. Like. Like I, in what way? Like. Did they wear beads? Like they just I, come from I, like a cruise to Jamaica? Like if, 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 if <laughs> like. 
if you ask them to name like a sexy celebrity, it would always be either Orlando, Orlando Bloom in Pirates or Johnny Depp in Pirates. Yeah. Like I knew girls that wrote fan fiction. I knew girls like that. This was their thing. That's like, so weird. Uh, they were Pirates of the Caribbean fangirls, and that was like that was the fandom to be in back when like blogger was a thing like before tumblr it was a place to see and be seen on the internet like that was one that like this is pre honestly i kind of think about it as like all of the parts of the caribbean fangirls grew up to be like the supernatural and sherlock fangirls now like this was like the like kind of dangerous but still very pretty boys kissing each other uh fandom Were, were people shipping uh Will and Jacks. Oh my God! So it? much. Like that was basically it. Okay. Like that. It was. That was the ship. Kira Knightley's just like chop liver. <laughs> Poor Kira. She's the sexiest one of the bunch. I don't disagree with you, I and I'm really pleased that this story uh, didn't forget that. Yeah. So, and I also think that Johnny Depp thirst like has not aged well in no, the year 2018. No, I, that's also part of why I picked it. I thought it would be funny. Yeah. Um. And and I did note that like Jack Sparrow is just ruined. It it is difficult. <laughs> it is difficult to. Uh, it's more difficult to empathize and imagine mm-hmm. this this thirst when it's uh, when it's Johnny Depp. Now. Yeah, I just have to think about him as like a, to- a totally divorced. But that's hard mm-hmm. because like I think. If I'm in Mordecai. Yeah. Um, in my boner. Grundles bones. bundles. Grundle bundles. <laughs> Grundle wads. Um, I I do think that the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is a genuinely great movie, mm-hmm. and I think credit where credit is due, a lot of that is owed to Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is heyday. I I, I I think this fan fiction is after the first movie. Yeah. Do we have just, a, a date stamp on this one? Um, Do we know? Well, they got married in the third movie. Is this one from fanfiction.net or from... This yeah, is Archive. Okay. Um, when did that... When did Archive start up? Archive started up a couple of years ago. It's been around okay. for a while. I don't know the whole story. Um, but I, I think that a lot of what made the character initially appealing was this... So are you guys familiar at all with the production of the movie? Because um, in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Jack Sparrow on the page, like, in the screenplay, was written, like, just, like, like straight Errol Flynn, like, the charming adventurer, yeah. like, charming adventurer pirate. There was none of, like, the eccentricity. Like, that's all in Johnny Depp's performance. None of the weird Keith Richards-y... Yeah, like, he, yeah. like, that's just him deciding to do this character in a weird, off-kilter way, and that's... like it's brilliant. Yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant choice, and I kind of just have to think about, like... I have to think about the character and that choice in isolation yeah. when I read this because otherwise I'm like, Ugh. Ooh, I just picture Johnny Depp throwing wine glasses at innocent women and it's not great. And well, uh, and also picturing Johnny Depp as he looks now, which is kind of like um, on the cusp of uh, Grundle Steven <laughs> Tyler um, circa now. Okay, I've, I've never understood being thirsty for Johnny Depp because his character in that movie looks like he smells so so bad. Johnny Depp circa like, like Benny and June or something. Fuck yeah. yeah! You're kind of you're kind of the opposite of male fan fiction writers when it comes to uh, musk tolerance. Um, I oh no, yeah, like you should 
a, a, a healthy <laughs> tolerance. a healthy male lumberjack sweat. Like I'm into it. This man is uh, a musk incarnate. This, this man uh, looks like he um, <laughs> he's musk we, shaped we, into a man shape. Yeah, we, never, we never learn his middle name. It's probably Musk. Yeah. Jonathan Musk Depp. Um, Jack, J- Jacqueline Musk Sparrow. <laughs> Jacqueline Musk Onassis. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like John, like Jack Sparrow just looks like he's got sort of like a pig pen, like stain mm-hmm. cloud a following crust. him everywhere. A, a, a crust. Mm-hmm. He's he's crusty. I, I think I think the stench is contained in the crust. <laughs> oh, so like, it's like petrified. He, he, he's come. He, he's gone so far mm-hmm. into the stink zone yeah. that it's like solidified like an armor around. Yeah, him. and so therefore he doesn't stink much. <laughs> okay, I, I I believe it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. This story is really good. I guess getting back to that, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a scene about running um, fingers uh, hands through hair um, in which crustiness is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like they describe it like salt and sand, which is generous. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like licensed eggs of lice. <laughs> like, give a summary of what happens in the story. <clears throat> so, I think uh, Elizabeth and Will, mm-hmm. they're just. We don't. We don't really have to get into it. They don't really have to get into it too much. They both just sort of understand and are fine with each of them being thirsty for Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, they get married. They want, um, but I think the description is uh, Will. Will and Elizabeth get married, um, but there's something missing. Will they find him or whatever? Yeah, that's the, um, the thing description. The, the will they find him is resolved pretty immediately. And yeah. turns out we know that they. Will. Turns out they do. That'd be a really good story though if they just like <laughs> fucking bum around for, at Tortuga yeah. for like two months. They're like, oh, I just find it's that time guy. to pack up and go home. <laughs> like he probably drowned. Oh. But they do find that guy with a missing eye. Mm-hmm. Or they find Jeffrey Rush's character. I don't remember. <laughs> He'll do. He'll do. We'll fuck him. I I love well, though like the. Like we, we, I think we've seen this maybe in some of the stories, like the the non fan fiction story that that we've approached, where like, like there are stories that try to do sort of like an open relationship or like a a triad thing, and other than Yes Royal, which we've talked up so much in this already, blessed we, be, blessed be, <laughs> two thousand eighteen, the one bright spot. Um, we we never have really seen like a healthy approach to like the like a well sort of like negotiating negotiated opening of a relationship like for mutual benefit mm-hmm. and that really comes into play here and i was really impressed we we don't we don't see the um <clears throat> the debating the the worrying beforehand jealousy but how fun would that be to read mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it'd be so uncomfortable but yeah. so realistic uh, so it, they just it, we do, we do kind of skip to them starting from the position of them being comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see the negotiation from a point of understanding that, okay, it's, it, it's not you. It's not, nothing's going to change here. Yeah. There's something else that we both also want. And I like the establishment <clears throat> of their relationship. Like, like they're satisfied with each other. This is just like a little something extra. And like they, they describe it that way too. I think there are several scenes where they are like enjoying just each other. And then, like that playful sort of betting on who's gonna seduce Jack first, or like it was like this is very sweet. Yeah, I, I like these characters more than I like the characters in the movie. <laughs> like yeah. they're they're both like very um, like sort of confident in themselves and warm yeah. with each other. Uh, like I thought it was genuinely endearing. They, they uh, took they took some pretty I think some pretty significant liberties with the characters themselves as far as 
I, I mean, but you've got to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they still felt true to life, though. Like it close wasn't enough. so far away that. In wit, say for say for Jack, it was more say borderline sheepish than expected. Um, the uh, it was a lot of. I don't know when it was written. That's why I would be interested. But two thousand and seven. Um, but there was a pretty strong emphasis on uh, consent um, throughout throughout the initial Jack scene. Mm-hmm. Um, at which, if it, especially if it was written earlier, is even more commendable. But uh, I, so there's a little bit of liberty with the Jack character, but um, there were instances in which it felt um, the char- the character felt sort of more natural, more real mm-hmm. um, compared. I mean, to the original movie, mm-hmm. uh, that it was it, the other changes felt pretty. Felt fine. I actually get why you would think that this was written after the first movie because I do feel like the Jack Sparrow in this movie is a little closer to um, weird guy Jack Sparrow than, yeah. like, cartoon character Jack yeah. Sparrow. He's he, not a force char- of nature. Like, his like, characterization changes drastically. I would so see most of the rest yeah. of, like, the later... The first part of the Caribbean movie, the script writes Jack Sparrow as if he's a totally, like, normal, mm-hmm. like, sort of trickster pirate character. Right. That Johnny Depp then plays weird. The mm-hmm. every movie after that plays him weird. They write, write him weird. And he plays him weird. And he plays him weirder. Uh, um, and that's really the, what I would say is the biggest drop in quality in uh, that franchise is when they stopped writing Jack Sparrow as a normal, as a normal person. person. They stopped being polite and started getting real. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and then they started writing him like a goofy cartoon character who just survives because of luck points, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he, he... I've only seen... I haven't seen the most recent, the fifth one, but I've seen the fourth one. Are there five now? Um, and in the fourth one, he's like... Like, he is impossibly stupid. Yeah, we don't... <laughs> like, it becomes pretty unclear as to why anyone's interested that he exists. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a bit where he's just, like, falling asleep during, like, a really pivotal, like, action sequence because, whoa, he's so quirky. Like, it's, it's pretty insufferable. Um, but this, this Jack Sparrow felt a little bit more in line with, like, a person who could exist. (laughs) Well, that I'm thinking in the later movies, they, they do sort of often deal with Jack Sparrow from some, some purpose, like, it. Out of necessity, not out of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just as any of us would have to be the case in order to deal with uh, Jack Sparrow or Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're J.K. Rowling, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, mean, I think it goes yeah. without saying that Misty Zio is a girl. Like I'm not gonna. I yeah, I think I think that's it's, the Misty stands for Mister. <laughs> Mystery Zero. Yeah. Um, but. I thought that uh, this story was hornier than any of the other yeah. ones that I'm mm-hmm. certain were written by girls. Like, very horny. Um, I also loved that uh, that Elizabeth took on a kind of dominant role in the end. That was like, very, yeah. Hey, y'all fuck. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I was reveling in the, in the, the male musk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this podcast is just doing a lot to get me, like, really into, like, dudes having sex at the command of women. Like, I guess that's just a fetish this I have now. Yes, Roya. Like, 
Um, uh, so there was one reprieve from the Musk, and that's the, <laughs> it all basically took place after everyone got thunderstormed on. Oh, yes. so, washed them clean. So the, I, I thought about that. It, it, it made a difference to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad all these people Smell are, good. are totally soaked uh, for, ex- for exactly that reason. Mm-hmm. They've been on the high seas too long. Yeah. So I'm giving this one a solid A minus. Like, I would give it an A minus as well. I'll, I'll give it an A. Okay. I, this one, I think, was the undeniable winner of the Yeah, evening. absolutely. I was delighted by so this. So it was a, a bit of a bet. A bit of a bet a by bet. Misty Zio. If you say uh, it like that, it doesn't sound as stupid if you enunciate it. Mm-hmm. A bit of a bet. Listen, that was, I, I, I didn't like the title until I said it just then. <laughs> bit of a bet. So I think... Next comes what I imagine to be the most divisive. Yours or mine? Oh no, your your next one. I don't it's think there's any division. We no, all we no all one know in the where world, we're at. People that have not read this, no one in the universe, the probably the writer of this at his current age, because I think it was written in like 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally 2002. Um, and I'm, he didn't update it afterwards. I think probably because he went off to Iraq or something. <laughs> <laughs> but never came home. I, I hope. Um, Jesus, they hate it at this point. They must. There are there are monks in Tibet who have never seen a computer who wake in a cold sweat thinking about that story. Um, <laughs> That that English teacher gave me such a hard time because she was worried I would write something like this. <laughs> she was right to be afraid. But um, let's start nope. though with well, slightly okay. less offensive, but still. Uh, so why okay. not my king? I want to know why you were so worried about it. So I picked our play at love by. Anonymous. Terrible name. Because no one wanted to put their name associated with this. Actually, no one wanted to put their name on the brother-sister folder story either. Orphan account. Um, That's that's just the name for someone who deleted their account. Orphan account is the name of those two children and their parents find them (laughs) fucking. As far as I could tell, that's the name that uh, AO3 uses when someone deletes their account but doesn't set to have the story be deleted. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, now it exists without anyone to claim it. It is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, story. I don't want to claim it. But uh, Our Play of Love was written by Anonymous, and I picked it because... Busy. They're, busy. They're, they're very busy. Two, two reasons. At first, I was going to pick a story, because I wanted I had to pick one based on my own rules that I thought I would hate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is there McElroy brother shit fic? No! 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 And I, real I, people... And it turns out there is... I, no! And I asked in the chat, hey guys, is this a bridge hold too on, far? Hold on. What What is the McElroy brother fan fiction? There's multiple. Like, it's just... Brother on brother? Just, oh yeah. No! No! It's no! Just, you know it's those just beautiful be boys on, alone. Yeah, little, little boys. And, and, and one of them... One of them is a vor story. So are you fucking well, that one makes sense me. to me. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, delete yourself. <laughs> go uh, like go atone be, for what you've done. Just become an orphan. But but uh, I disown you on behalf of your parents. To save Rachel from a full-on conniption. Yeah. Too late. Uh, I I'm decided full of that in defending the boys. <laughs> you gotta defend the boys. Honestly, I. I read like two paragraphs of one of them and I was like, uh, nope, too gross. I did not realize that that's what inspired your... Cause, uh, so for context, Trevor, in our, our group chat about this episode brought in the question, 
do we accept a real person fan fiction, which I guess is a pretty robust mm-hmm. area of the fan it fiction world. Right? exists so much. From what I saw, it seems like it's mostly uh, like YouTuber on YouTuber. There's a lot of YouTuber on YouTuber. There's a lot of there's a lot of boy band like mm-hmm. the would, boys okay. of One Direction and like sucking knobs, sucking knobs. Uh, K-pop is a big popular one, mm-hmm. um, but there is McElroy brother on McElroy brother content, yeah. and I decided which nope. brother on which brother. All the brothers, no. brothers, yeah. Um, sure. And I decided that, that was a bridge too Turn far. The internet, to so instead, I decided to go with Adventure Zone fan fiction, which is also very robust, <laughs> um, considering that is three brothers and their dad. Um, like chipping any of those characters feels yeah, very weird to me. That, on that um, principle, I, it did not make me uncomfortable. But it did not make me uncomfortable when I. Okay, it did make me uncomfortable a little bit. But I expected it to make me more so. Okay. I'll say I, that. I, I, honestly, like I can't, I can't like uh, assign feelings to like the McElroys about this. But I, I get the impression that they might be like sort of flattered that like they've created, yeah. they've built this world so vividly that people have made this amount of fan fiction about it. Um, so I picked this story. It's like they built their lives so vividly <laughs> that people made fan fiction <laughs> about them <laughs> eating, eating, eating and probably whatever Shit, else yeah. happens in 4. Uh, yeah. What else, what else happens in 4? Is there is there eating and pooping out in 4? Why are you looking at me? Trevor, I don't you know. You're the professional. Neo fights. Uh, have to know I guess I'll read the McRoy Vore fiction and I mean, I'll bring ge- back my general, report. It doesn't have to be boy related. Tell them. It doesn't have to be our special okay. boys. I know that Vore content has two categories. Soft Vore and Hard Vore. Soft Vore is like you get swallowed whole... And hard war is like nyop nyop nyop, like this <laughs> chopping. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like and it's like gory. Yeah, what's it like? Nyop nyop oh, nyop. Okay, now like um, so adorable. Not in this context. So sexy. Oh. Uh, and I think hard war is always like you you dying you dying. Okay. Soft war, I think like there's well, a lot. Way to go. Right? I think there's a lot of just like you get held inside someone's tummy, <laughs> and then they let you out either through the front door or the back door at some point. They hold you in timeout for a second and then they um, release you. But, like, the few times that I've seen Vor, and I've always have seen, I've never read, um, it's Got always... Coward. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, li- read it life it. is very short. Let me put it that <laughs> oh, way. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, but it... All of the Vore art that I've seen is always, like, someone is creepily enthusiastic about being eaten. They're like, yay! (laughs) And that makes it so much worse to me for some reason. Like, it's just very upsetting. Um, But this is not that. This is not that. This is not that. Uh, I picked this because I thought it was really gross that characters from the Adventure Zone that are played by two real-life sweet brothers um, were being shipped together. And I got over that pretty quickly. Not and only that. One tag stood out to me, and I'd seen it before, and it's always filled me with like a visceral revulsion. What was the tag? Reproduction kink. Okay. Um, like I've always been like very mm-hmm. uh, squicked out by it, 
But I'm going to be honest with you guys. <gasps> I liked this story a lot. Change wow. of heart. I thought it was super well written. I thought the prose were it was well fucking it, it, great. It, it was well written. And yeah, the, pro- it, the prose was good. Uh, when the robot read it to me, it made sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the robot did And this sense. is very upsetting, but also very admirable, is I heard the characters' voices... As they're spoken in the like, like t- both Taco and Magnus, who are characters from the Adventure Zone. If you haven't listened to it, why are you listening to our shitty podcast? Go listen to that. Um, Taco and Magnus were written in their actual voices. I-, I got that more from Magnus than Taco. Really, I thought Taco was like very, like Taco-y. very Taco-y. like especially the sort of like aloof, uh, sort of aloof, defensive Taco. Um, of sort of later podcasts. Like, I thought it was very in line with his... Well, then again, uh, Taco's voice is a little more inconsistent, and the character is a little That's more inconsistent than Magnus's is, but yeah. Magnus is also much simpler. Mm-hmm. He's just like, doing things! I'm gonna do th- stuff! Yeah, um, I, I thought so. that a lot of the Magnus slash Travis insecurity kind of came out through Magnus's voice mm-hmm. written in this. Poor and Travis. I thought I oh, rag on that voice so much. <laughs> I thought a lot of the um, Taco... Um, sort of aloofness and sort of uh, defensiveness came through. Like I was just really impressed with the quality of prose throughout all of this. Very good, solid writing. Um, mm-hmm. And while I did not necessarily find it sexy myself, I was not repulsed by the Reproduction King stuff like I normally am. So what exactly, like, let's, let's give a little bit of context to sure. the listener um, about what that entails the reproduction kink because if does does taco like can he get pregnant in this story taco is a trans man okay that's kind of cool i didn't realize yeah in that and and it's not explicit and like it's i kind of like that too yeah it's it's just like he from the context yeah i didn't understand it (laughs) uh, i really like that they didn't because i've seen that too with Mm -hmm. like male trans male fan fiction before where it's like really like gross like it's just like oh yeah his pussy like i don't know <laughs> i don't think that i don't think that trans people prefer maybe i i don't know i'm not trans but i do think it's a little if you're gonna write this stuff you really need to be careful from what i gather like different people have different comfort levels and preferences as far mm-hmm. as like terminology for their own bodies but mm-hmm. yeah it's this story felt very respectful of of that. I, I think that's easier if you don't get as specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on the side of and, the, it, and it was yeah. less less specific. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in in this story, yes, Taco mm-hmm. can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just because he was like a weird little. He's wizard. A, it's a wizard boy. <laughs> I wasn't. So okay. my yeah my 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 thoughts on it were. Um, Initially, like, what is what is the dynamic there? Because even even in the adventure zone, I was never like a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, think, I was thinking, oh, wizard did it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, whatever. No, I don't think in the adventure zone proper. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 Rachel's not caught up, so I don't want to spoil. Wait, it. you didn't well. see the, this is this was direct. <laughs> this was an episode from the adventure zone. You didn't. Um, it was an awkward one. There, there is a there is a character um, from Taco's past in the story that is a trans woman. Um, who is like a fairly important character mm-hmm. later on. And I think that the fandom has extrapolated that Taco could potentially be a trans man, but I don't think that's canonical to the text. Yeah. From I mean, as far as I've gotten in the adventure zone, I get the impression that Taco is at least like 
He's super gender gay. ambiguous. He's he's very gay and and yeah. and prone to to freedom of gender expression. I th- so. I th- yeah, it's more of a like um, David Bowie sort of. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, David Bowie just as he looks, addresses, and presents. Not I don't. Not the, as he the, identifies. The, the, the person's history is a little little bit more specific, but mm-hmm. um, just. Uh, Sexual awakenings on all sides. <laughs> but So the idea of reproduction kink is the fetishization of pregnancy or risk of pregnancy. The idea of um, sexualizing wow. the act of... Those seem very different to me. The sexualization of the pregnancy and the sexualization of the risk of pregnancy. The, well, it's the sexualization of creating pregnancy. I think mm-hmm. like pregnancy fetish is like a different thing. He does like yell. I don't know if he yells, but in my, my head he yelled, <laughs> put a baby in me. Um, and that's part of the reproduction oh, right, thing, is right, the right. idea, sometimes it's, like, the risk of which is supposed to be what's hot, yeah. and sometimes it's, like, the intent. Um, and I think in this story, it's very explicit, like, they're just... So in the story... Um, they kind of just felt, like, awkward, like, <laughs> odd, dirty talk. Well, uh, so... Not, not, like, did you... Not with the actual intention. Did you pick up the tran- Taco was a trans man in the when you read it? Because in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of in in the story, the the premise is that Magnus and Taco have been in a relationship. I read him as like intersex, but go on. Yeah. And um, they have a pregnancy scare mm-hmm. at first. Like that's where the story yeah, begins yeah, yeah. with. Uh, and Taco's like false alarm. Like it's fine. Um, and they yeah, I put I put him as a wizard. <laughs> to be honest, gender wizard. Yeah. So like I I, I don't know as much about. Uh, about uh, that sort that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I try to be sensitive to it, but uh, I'm not as immersed um, in sort of the current lingo. lingo. Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of put him as kind of more non-specific, but also a wizard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as as far as I'm as far as I interpreted it, tra- Taco is a like trans man in this story, and they are in a sexual relationship, and they have kind of a pregnancy scare, and that like the story is like very good at the first like by like. Just in their dialogue and in their exchange, like, it's obviously, like, a point of, like, sort of insecurity, like, that he can even sort of become pregnant. It's kind of, like, a touchy issue. Mm -hmm. And they're very, um, kind of, they kind of touch around it a little bit. Like, it's very tender and sensitive. And, like, I was just really impressed by that entire exchange. And you get this, this, like, thread of longing from Magnus that, like, it's, like, because of his love for Taco... And, and maybe his own desire to be a father, like, he's, there. there's that, that longing for, like, like, he really wants to create a family with Taco, like, he wants this to happen. But he doesn't feel like he can ask, because it's right. weird to ask someone to carry a child. Yeah, he wants to respect if they If that's not the way that they identify. It's really, yeah, just, yeah, I'm just really impressed with this yeah. entire story. It's a very, um, it's, it seems like a tricky situation to, to try to portray, like, um, like, because I'm, I'm I'm sure like for as many different ways as uh, trans men and women might feel comfortable referring to like their their own biology, like I, I think there are probably as many attitudes toward like uh, pregnancy and carrying a child and like that that part of the. It's something I never thought about, mm-hmm. um, it, but yeah. I, what a what a stressful. And unique situation yeah. to find yourself in. So, and someone decided to write porn about it. Yeah. So, like, I like that it's not like prescriptive either. That it's like this isn't how any one person should feel about it. Mm-hmm. It's like a little. Slice. It's it's more specific. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I, th- uh, it, I think this one was by far the best written of yeah. of, of the bunch. Um, yeah, totally. Not the not the sexiest, but uh, probably the best written. Yeah, I thought the, that... the next one I think is the sexiest. <laughs> yeah. I thought that an- uh, Anonymous had a very strong voice. She knew the characters, and I'm going with she just because. What do you think? What do you think that her name was? Her name? Yeah, the actual the actual writer. Judith. Betsy DeVos. Oh no! no. <laughs> She's got a. She, you know, Betsy DeVos has. She, she has a true calling. She's got a d- dirty dark side. <laughs> she didn't have a nuanced attitude. I, I think. For I think her. People. I think her front no, side. You're right. I think her front side is the dirty dark side. <laughs> yeah. This is her. This is the light side. Of yeah. She's DeVos. secretly. Not, a not so bad. Uh, I yeah, mean, I don't believe it. Betsy Ross, who's time traveling. Mm, Bob Betsy Ross. DeRoss. I heard Bob, Bob Ross. Ross. Yeah. Boss DeVos. I don't have any jokes. Did y'all know that Betsy DeVos's husband was like the kingpin of the Amway company? That really? like, multi-level marketing <laughs> scam empire? Su- surpri- surprise, no, no. She fucking sucks. That I know, no. And so does her husband. Is Are you husband. turned on, audience? <laughs> Are you turned on by like my rage about the DeVos family? <laughs> I kind of am. Yeah? Uh, Marinated it. Yeah. <laughs> That's sexy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a lot to talk about here other than, like, go read it. It's pretty good. Like, if And if you don't think it's sexy, um, you've, learned, you've learned something. Yeah. yeah. And if you do think it's sexy, like... You've also learned yeah, something. Yeah, congrats. You've got, like, a nuanced attitude towards pregnancy scares. Yeah, I, I never would have thought that I could kind of start to understand reproduction kink as, like, a thing, but I kind of got it. Like, yeah. it's like, it's not for me, but... but Good on you. It's the power of good erotic writing that it, it kind of takes your, your mind into places and you're, where you're so convinced that, like, I would never be titillated I mean, by this. Between Yes Roya and uh, the Jack Sparrow story we do, like, I'm just getting dragged kicking and screaming left for, further left on the Kinsey scale. So. Oh, God damn. Uh, Oh yes, Roya. Uh, there, was, there was one line in the pregnancy talk, so I'm, I'm, I'm the amateur in the room, um, but... Uh, <laughs> Want me nice and full of your babies, big boy? Mm. That got to me. That's that's uh, the the the, the, the sexy dialogue. <laughs> a, a a big it, like laugh out loud. I was I was surprised to hear a robot say that. <laughs> I, I see that you can mark down that quote too. Yeah, very much so. It was very important to me that that got got read out loud. <laughs> uh, you want me nice? And, you want me nice and full of your babies, big boy? It's um. <laughs> If you haven't if you haven't heard a robot say that, <laughs> I've got to recommend to everyone listening. Just type that into some sort of speech text to speech application. You've got to hear it. Blake, can you? We need new outro music for this podcast. Can you? Can you write a, a song around yeah, that line? Be, yeah. <laughs> Set phasers. To um, belly full of babies. Before. So, uh, grade for this one. I'm gonna say an A. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a straight A. I, I would give it a A in writing, um, maybe a C in sexy. It was not unsexy. I'd give uh, it a B minus in, it, in it, sexy. It wasn't, it it's wasn't, like the sexy that you identify with. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't poorly written. It wasn't poorly felt. Um, if, if this is your fetish, yeah, it was good. This it is one of the best of stories Ooh, that you're gonna buddy, find. You're in for a treat. Yeah, it was. A good, it, was a, it was. It was well made. So are we about to dial down the sexiness? Okay. Like uh, we're, we're about to fucking crater the sexiness. If if you if you needed sexy, you can't be here. 
if you ever want to feel sexy again... You can't be here. I'm sorry. Leave the you, room. You have to go. Uh, if you have a significant other that requires you to on occasion be sexy for in the next couple of months while you recover from this... If you well, need to be able to pop a boner in the next fortnight, just turn this off. So I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. This is my fault. Okay. I need, I need to share some stuff with you guys. Oh, no. Uh, before we move too far in, oh, because this, this I'm turn you on and you're embarrassed now. No, um, I'm really concerned about going too hard in the story. I'm not. Because, I feel like we, we, because, we have to abbreviate what we have to say about this because it is there's so much. Because I, I worry. I do have a page and a half of notes. Oh. I, I'm very worried. It was written that, in 2002. This person is 40 years old now. <laughs> I'm, but I'm worried that like they have problems. Okay, so no, no I, I, th- I think, <laughs> I think they were fifteen years old. I think that they were ten years old at best, I, and that's that's what I'm praying for. Because okay, so we the next story that Rachel Buggin su- oh, subjected us to Sorry. is when Mar when Wario met Mrs. Cartman, a story by Andrea Huckstep. I'm shocked that a, uh, a lady wrote this, and I need you guys. So, okay, so I googled. Andrea mm-hmm. Huckstep. And Huckstep. did you get mugshots? This is what I found. <laughs> no. What? Futurama fan art. And weird. when I say fan art, I mean like fucking weird like uh Donkey Kong. Like the the when you type in Andrea Huckstep into Google Image Search, the very first thing you get is a picture of Leela from Futurama comforting Luigi, <laughs> who's very afraid of Heroin? Uh, hypodermic needles. Or tranquilizers. Or tranquilizers on a plain blue background. There's not There's not one of those needles. There's three of them, which I don't know what that says, but it's something. So, the, two, two over from that is Amy and Leela from Futurama in a fucking void. Just an endless bisexual pride flag void. Um, That's where I live. With uh, <laughs> Kitty Kong... From I Donkey didn't even Kong, know that Kitty Kong was a thing, and and two over from that is like Leela looking horrified with a cat and uh, anime thing, Invader while Zim. Invader Zim and a female Invader Zim are pregnant. Like the female Invader Zim looks to be like passing a kidney stone while <laughs> pregnant. This is it's so much, but the story is like I I thought we were just in for. A weird kind of novelty pairing of Mrs. Cartman and Wario. I don't know what I expected this is to happen. Twelve chapters. Twelve It's this person shoehorns every character that's ever existed it's, it's in the Nintendo universe. It's got more characters than Game of Thrones. And a lot of references to Rock of Fire Explosion, y'all! Like, a what lot of fuck? sexual references to Rock of Fire Explosion. I mean, I don't are know. there any other references? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Do you not? No. Rock of Fire Explosion is delightful. Trevor. What is it? Explain to me it's, what Rock of Fire Explosion it's is. It's kind of like the uh, animatronic band from Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my except God. it's non-Chuck E. Cheese related. Um... Sorry, I'm just like looking at a quote from this story in front of me. Um, but Rock of Fire Explosion, I guess, is just like its own animatronic band. I think it's uh, it's a pizza place, another pizza place, right? I'm looking at Blake like you. Like, you tell you us. Tell, like finish um, my sentence for me. It's like a as as if anyone's gonna look this up. Yes, it's not from the Organ Grinder, is it? It's no, another, yeah, definitely. 
Another pizza. This has to be like from the northeast somewhere. It's like old school too. It's like from the nineties. I'm sure there was an animatronic beaver involved. I don't know why. I just feel it in my heart. But some someone, um, someone in whoever wrote the story, Andrea, um, has like a prodigious hard on for the female mouse character in Rock Fire. Mitzi Mozzarella. Um, two things I want to bring to our attention real quick are in the description, the line, this story seems to have halted due to lack of interest. Sorry. I couldn't imagine. See, like, you're writing it, Andrea. What do you mean seems to? And in the- It's got two follows, though. In the author's note, my favorite bit, I did not write this story to discredit the show. The show referring to clarifying. So this, I bit off some, y'all, I bit off so much more than I could chew here. This was uh, another uh, serendipitous Google search of just like, what are the weirdest fan fiction pairings that like the internet has produced? This was, I think, number one. And... It's back on the old fanfiction.net website, circa 2002. Uh, It's like every paragraph, like seven huge life events happen. Yeah, it's... it's, it's, 13 characters are introduced. It's it's quite busy. I I would describe it as... This is this is a dream sequence. If somebody could desc- describe, somebody played a shit ton of Nintendo. Yeah, just all games all the time. Has no job. Plays Nintendo all the time. Um, their dreams. If they were able to describe you, their dreams, not as what they meant, not as kind of what happened synopsis, but literally in detail the actual events of actual dreams. Your brain doesn't care to connect things in ways that make sense while you're dreaming. Whatever it's doing, whether it's parsing information, trying to organize stuff so you don't go insane, it, that's not what it's doing when you're dreaming. Yeah. It's not telling a, telling a cohesive story. Things just happen. They happen, and then another thing happens, and then a thing happens. Oh, and by the way, this person was also there... That's normal. It feels natural. It's just happening now. Just deal with it. It's kind of like that uh, that weird internet thing. Was it? A, I think it was Google that did that weird thing where you like would put an image in and it would filter it. <laughs> dream. The dream yeah. thing. It's and a puppy it, now. It's a puppy now. <laughs> Everything is like, dogs. But it's made of eyes. Oh yeah. Everything is dogs it's and a, eyes. It's a puppy made of eyes. Here's but this a, is everything is Nintendo characters mm-hmm. and cartoons. Here's a. Uh, I'm gonna read a sample excerpt because there's just so much. Uh, this is one that I saved. Uh, this is I think like chapter two. A week had passed since Wario met with Mrs. Cartman, a.k.a. Leanne. It was a Saturday evening, several hours after Luigi witnessed the birth of his daughter Mackenzie and became a proud papa. And now Luigi's a character in, yeah, the, he's in there. the story. Then everyone watched Shrek on HBO. That was fine! I wrote that down too! <laughs> after the movie, Wario and Leanne went into the computer room and played a game of Minesweeper. <laughs> Leanne, there's something I want to ask you, Wario said to Leanne. Yes, Wario. What is it you have to ask me? Leanne asked Wario. Leanne, I've noticed that we've been together for two weeks, Wario said. Do you think it's time to get married? 
Yes, I think so. So what's the big question? Leanne asked Wario. Will you marry me? Wario asked Leanne. Yes, Wario, I will, Leanne said to Wario. Wario then put a diamond ring on her left hand. This, that took four years off my life, and this story already took 70 off. I'm going to die now. <laughs> like, I'm going to die in three minutes. This, nice this story is... This story is like... Do you guys remember Newgrounds? The the website Newgrounds. Kind of. Um, it was what it was like where Flash animation really took off, and it was like almost exclusively like bad comedy videos and cartoon characters fucking. Ooh. Um, and this story is like the worst person on Newgrounds got really into autoerotic asphyxiation and accidentally killed themselves and their like final fevered hallucinations were transcribed into a Wikipedia article. It's like their occurrence on Owl Creek Bridge or whatever when the guy yes. is like in yes. the split second before he's hanged. Yes. His weird fever dream of re- I, redemption. Yeah, I think maybe the splits after he was hanged, his spirit was invested. It was um just shot straight into the nearest laptop and typed out this to torment all of so, us so, for killing him. So this, this is the, this is the ring. This is like this Samara is the from the ring. Like instead of like a VHS of like scary bugs in a well, it's this. I read guys, this three days ago. I'm gonna be dead in six. <laughs> if you guys don't read this, we will die, and no more podcast. Yeah, please, please save us. Please, please save our it. lives. I don't think that's how the ring worked. <laughs> Probably. There's... Who knows? It's impossible to know. Oh God. There's. Like, there's no point in rehashing, like, every... I'm gonna be, like, 100% real with y'all. I didn't read this whole story. Of course you didn't. Oh, I, I read... Shut up, Trevor. Uh-huh. It was 12 pages, 12 chapters long. It was... It was... It wasn't longer... I read 10 chapters of it. It wasn't okay. longer than any book. It was longer than every book. <laughs> it, was, it was longer every than every book combined. Was, uh, like James Joyce filtered through uh, word salad. So, the... Like, I... Like you, you guys have have you guys seen like the haunting of Hill House? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where in like episode eight, he's like, "You never had a treehouse." Sorry, spoilers, guys. Oh, we uh, didn't have a treehouse. We got uh, you. Where uh, he's like, "You never had a treehouse." Like there never was a fanfiction.net. Like this is all just us in the fucking red room we being consumed alive, being digested. I am the bent neck lady. You are. <laughs> Oh um, god, there is so that weird moment uh with oh, Mitzi Mozzarella okay, was the one that stuck out to me <laughs> where the um so King DDD from uh I wanna say Kirby, Kirby. yeah. Oh, Kirby's wow. Dreamland, whatever. King DDD. Um I didn't realize that he had a henchman named Escargoon, but that's a wonderful <laughs> I like that delightful. Name. I wish they fi- came up with that one. I know, Lascar Moon. But he's, uh, there's like this weird little subplot with him where he gets made fun of for having a uh, a doll and it's a doll of Mitzi Mozzarella, the girl character from Rock Fire Explosion. It's like, niche reference on top of niche reference. Like, so I, I want to say I want to say one thing. So, um, uh, there's the Will You Marry Me, there's the ring, the description we get, Diamond. Um, the so and then, and, then, and then pretty soon after that, Wario wants to make love, 
And that's kind of, of that's, course, that's basically how it's described. Hey, everybody, the worst sentence anyone's ever said aloud. Congratulations. <laughs> I want to make love. W- Wario wants to make love. That's the, the worst. I also the, love that Wario is 30. Like, that dude is a hard 45. He, he's specifically 30. <laughs> like, he was born 45. He's a very rough 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the, se- the, the sex scene of the, of the whole thing, there's a bra involved. That's what we know about it. Is there? Um, and yeah, the, the word bra is mentioned. That's the sexy part. Takes off her bra. Um, and and he puts her in the spooning position is the other sexy part. And it's like part. a fade to black. He also, um, uh, like, that's the, that's the scene. King DDD. Oh, yeah, that's that's the sex that's the sex scene that isn't a uh, him saying, like, I'm... I'm fucking you. I'm sexing everybody. Um, I'm making love. But, but get this: <laughs> literally, literally two days later, Leanne is pregnant. She kno- and she know? knows that she's pregnant two days later. You bitch! <laughs> it's a what? She's, she's swollen with Wario it's, seed. It's an Nintendo baby. <laughs> Wario seed is a fast track to delivery. Oh, the gestation period this is for just Wario the seed, worst. Trevor. Did Wait, you, you know, know that? it's like. Uh, 48 hours. Oh, God. Trevor Re- didn't know that. Reproduction How King. How did Trevor not know it's, that? It's that? Reproduction Trevor. King came back for me. Trevor, are you naive? Oh, oh I really never had to talk about Wario Seed. <laughs> Waluigi Seed gestates in like 36 hours. <laughs> oh, no. And he doesn't even need a He's female. so virile, though. You yeah. know he's virile. You know Waluigi's got it. <laughs> Tennis Waluigi. Big hands. <laughs> Can't big, lose. Big white... Hands with a number of fingers that I don't remember. <laughs> probably with more some, than one. Probably finger. too many, if some, I had to guess. Some I think fingers. too few. There's no, a, probably too it's many. Like a Simpsons too few. Waluigi has eleven and a half fingers. They're in mittens. Ooh. They're in mittens. Uh, yeah, there's like they they get married in like two chapters later. Wario's having sex with King Dedede. Yeah. They go to the and carnival, it, like, every night. And it's just played for laughs. And there's, like, domestic violence at one point that yeah. they avoid. I guess I missed that. By going to the carnival. I don't remember they which... Is it, like, Shadow the Hedgehog and his wife fucking... Maria? Dina or whatever. Like, every, everyone is just, like, a normal human wife. <laughs> like, which is just very upsetting. They talk about everyone's extended family like, and they, at length. And they all live in a mansion owned by Bender from Futurama. That's yeah. true. But there's also Luigi's mansion, so they're just like mansion hopping, I think, a little bit. There, there, <laughs> there's, there's a really awkward district constantly. I think three, two or at least three times, I think, during, during the story, they... Uh, there's a band involved of some kind, and the description of the, the band. The Rockefeller Explosion Band. <laughs> the description They're of the band. Action. The band includes Bender and uh, I assume from Futurama. Right? Yeah, Bender from Futurama. Ben- it includes Bender and then King Dee 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 and some other folks. Yeah, the description we get of the show is, and then everyone's and there was a standing applause. It, it must sure it, it was, okay that's 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 just and it was good like that's the that's some uh that's some first t- like uh genesis uh level of writing and that's some bullshit i was so sure that like a 12 year old boy wrote this and he just like wanted yeah. to write like a very wholesome fan fiction of like every character he's ever encountered in a nintendo universe i got 12 year old boy too andrea in quotes it's what? You're not an Andrea. That's the name they use across multiple platforms. What were you writing 16 years ago? 16 years ago, I was writing... Who? I was writing Kino's Journey fanfiction. Whatever the fuck You were that writing fanfiction at the age of 12. 12. Yes. Okay. Kino's Journey is an anime. It wasn't 
See, when you for some this is not fair, but when somebody says fan fiction, I assume erotic fan fiction. No, now. Yeah. It, it was not fan. It was not erotic at that age. It that was would, the the first erotic fan fiction that I ever wrote. <laughs> Twelve and a half was at fifteen. Mm-hmm. This is good, good and um, <sighs> fuck, I'm, a radical honesty it's with this podcast. Gonna happen now. Finally, we know. Are you getting bashful now? Oh my god! It's... After talking about your like, I, I think monster I think you've described it was, to me it was, an orc penis before. Was it, no, it was it was it was lost fan fiction. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys oh, who there seen in. lost. We're getting in. Uh, is it have the bald guy? It's the bald guy. Yeah. He's fine. He looks like my stepdad. The grumpy one, so I can't. Get Terry, Terry O'Quinn, the guy who's like the quiet one. He's who's like paralyzed when he's on the plane, mm-hmm. and then Did he, he break crashes. Both his legs too? <gasps> no, he, 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 he gets oh. he gets his legs fixed uh-huh. when the plane crashes. Like uh-huh. he can walk again suddenly because the island has a weird mm-hmm. healing aura. Sure, it does. Um. So yeah, I I wrote lock erotic fan fiction. At fifteen, and then I quickly moved on to Hellboy erotic fan You're fiction. Right. That's a, that's that's a that's a upgrade. Um. So I I I the oh, we've got to find some the, of that. The the, the, the things the, the erotic, I want to find Trevor's fan fiction so bad he has got it under lock and key. The erotic right. fan fiction that I've written has been about an old man, mm-hmm. a literal demon, and some a arts. space redneck. Some. Or Jane from Firefly. He's very, very much human shaped. And um, a, a high school aged boy. And that's it. That's all. Which right. one? Uh, Kurovsky from Jeff. Glee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's all the erotic fan fiction you that I described that. Exactly one year ago. Well, about one year ago. When I did. The, um, um, the, I uh, left off the writing cool. old, old man erotica at the age of 15. I feel like that says something a little troubling about me. Well, it, for, for the audience at home, that was just before the, don't be stretches, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Really, that kind of overshadowed everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to give this story a D. I, it for D, lifeful. For D, D, for D, D, for King D, D, D's gaping anus. Let me, let me, let me go through my notes because I think it's, uh, it's imaginative. It's earnest. Earnest is a word I would use. Yes. Ooh, let's read the reviews, shall we? All three of them. One of them is just like a colon. I love. Well, it was better written than I'd expected. But I would have to say I was very hesitant to read something that was marked to have sexual content between a 400-pound Mario character and a badly drawn cartoon woman. Is Wallo- is Wario canonically 400 pounds? That's a big old... That's a big boy. Well, e- 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 well you didn't know. He's actually seven and a half feet tall. So. Right? Actually? That's no. horrifying. <laughs> no, that's a lie. He's actually four foot yeah, he's seven. Yeah, about. And this other person says... Three years after the writing had ceased. Oh my god, the colon review is 11 years later. Wow. Thanks, trippy toasters. So, and then uh, another person wrote in 2015, strange, dot, dot, dot. Eric Cartman was kind of out of character, I thought. Cartman is usually a jerky, spoiled brat. Oh well, it was still interesting. He was so, Cartman in this this fiction was so, he was so cordial. He was just not. He was, uh, so, the, he was such a nice boy. The, the, the most Cartman line I thought was, uh, "I'm just fat because I was really greedy for a whole chocolate cake." What are you <laughs> that, like? That was Wario's line. From no, that was like Car- 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 that was Cartman's line. Wario replied to Cartman, "I'm also greedy for money and uh, treasure." Yeah. 
I'm fat because I eat money and treasure. Or <laughs> <laughs> two peas in a pod. Yeah, let's put this baby to bed. Yeah, um, I'm going to give it a D minus. Um, I, yeah, I will also give it a King DDD. Yeah. Yeah, just a, a solid D. Well, guys, I'm so glad that we went on this journey together. I'm so grateful. Well, hold on. Are we doing right? Oh, who the hell is Dwight? Dwight is Hermes's kid Who from... the fuck is Hermes? Hermes from Futurama. The no. Oh, account. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, here, yeah. too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 oh, the last chapter of this fic, just... Each, Dwight is Dwight's there the la, the, In the last and chapter... he's a nice kid. You introduce another half, half a dozen characters, mm. and Dwight is a nice kid. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's just... Dwight was very nice. He was a very nice kid to Mario and Wario Brothers. Wario <laughs> Brothers. That, that's the description we get of this new, very important character of Dwight. Mm-hmm. Great. He's nice. Yeah. He's nice. So let's do Rex. Rex. Blake. Yeah, you started. What are you into that you think the uh, the listeners should check out? Do you want me to go first? I do very much so. Okay. Um, I just started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. So good. Very good. Beauteous. Um, Wholesome. I Hilarious. I am really resistant to Amy Sherman Palladino's dialogue style. Um, I feel like she's what I... I think about her the same way I always hear people complain about Joss Whedon. Mm. Like, all of her characters, regardless of, like, background... Or age, or really, they, they all speak the same way. That's um, and they all speak the same way regardless of emotional context, so they all argue, like, even when they're, like, having, like, arguments about their lives falling apart, they're, like, constantly quipping, and it's... Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that problem kind of goes away after maybe five episodes or so, and they really find the characters more individual voices, so mm-hmm. um, I think it's fucking great. Um, I also have been watching... Hilda on Netflix. I've heard good things about that. Which is a very precious, very adorable uh, animated series based on, I think, like a, a series of young adult books, or maybe even like ch- children age books. Um, but it's very, 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 very charming. Um, I would highly recommend anyone to check it out if they have like, you know, kids that they want to watch a new show with, or even if they're just a big fan of animation in general. So, mm. Oh, and Steven Universe comes back this week, so watch that okay, show. I know it's very much your shit. It is very much my shit. Is it me? It's you. Okay, I've got two uh, Dark Rex today. Dark Rex. Um, the first one is a documentary called Tickled. Oh my god, oh, it's so good. Oh so good! I didn't yeah. even know. Oh it's my been around god, for a while, it's so good. I saw it in theaters. A competitive Dude. Endurance Tickled. Yeah. So this documentary, it's about, uh, as they say, competitive endurance tickling. This documentarian named David Ferrier uh, hears about a, uh, a company called Jane O'Brien Media that, uh, that produces videos that they say are competitive endurance tickling uh, by exclusively like young, wiry male uh, ticklers and ticklees. The athletes. Um, the athletes. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give nothing away. It goes down the darkest, it's weirdest a, path. It starts out funny and it becomes a horror it's movie. It's a horror movie. There is like, there are elements of like extortion, blackmail, uh, weird sexual repression. It just like. It's, it's down, it's down the deep, deepest investigatory rabbit hole. Yeah. Conspi- like, there's conspiracies. 
there's 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 paying people off. There's threatening people. It's, there's uh, harassment. It's yeah. just like, and I, I like I'm not even exaggerating. I was I was sitting here watching this on my laptop, like biting my pillow mm-hmm. when David Ferrier and his uh, his documentary documentary partner were going to confront a uh, like a central villain of the like, story who I, gets uncovered and yeah it's a it's a cliche to say it but I was literally on the edge of my seat same scene. yeah I, I was, was like, like I was like leaning forward in the theater I was like oh my god I was hiding my face I was like <laughs> holy shit it is like my favorite documentaries are the ones that start out as one thing and become something completely different mm-hmm. like just totally organically and it's nuts yeah um so go see tickled I watched it pirated it on the internet. Um, but give it your money if you're not me. Um, <laughs> another thing I'm really into is a, a true crime podcast called Dark Poutine. That is, uh, it's Canadian true crime and dark history, and it's incredibly well researched. And the uh, it's hosted by two, uh, I guess like mid forties uh, Canadian men who are super wholesome, very compassionate towards their uh, their subjects. Um, there are a few situations uh, that they've addressed in the few episodes I've seen so far that deal with like people with mental illness, and they really are uh, very understanding and compassionate towards those people, and which should be like a baseline thing that like a decent person should do, but it's not always. So it was it was pleasantly surprising and really compelling. So that's my my shit. I think I would recommend um, uh, when Mario met Miss Cartman. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it changed my For life. A good time. Changed my life. Uh, I think. I think most recently, I, I very recently watched uh, the Venom movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was not. It was. It was interesting. Uh, Tom Hardy has. He has a way. Um, he does have a way. I I I, th- I actually think so. It's it, it's it's pretty um, shallow, but I think that um, this is how I pre- this is how I prefer this sort of superhero movie is a bit. It's a bit. Di- it's divorced from the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's its own sort of stand standalone object. Um, the the voice in uh, in Venom. Um, the Tom Hardy mixed with whoever voiced the monster. Um, there were instances in which it was, it had a lot of potential. Um, and it was, I think it was an interesting, interesting watch. Um, the, the, the thing that really I, th- I thought was different, the set design, um, for Tom Hardy's character's life was so real. It was, it was, it was the most real sort of single guy's apartment in, in set design I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I don't remember who the director is, um, but I'd suggest paying attention to what he does. Um, there's, there's, there, I think there's some potential here. Um, you, you know it was, me, it, I don't... it was, it was, it didn't quite have it mm-hmm. often enough during the movie. The, the, um, the, um, it was, it was a bit cliche, of course, like most superhero movies are, but there was a just a really interesting voice in it. That I thought it was um, something that we could look forward to, and it's a change, a something that can help the superhero movie kind of survive mm-hmm. a new sort of generation, sure, mm-hmm. yeah. um, as it's been potentially played out for a lot of people over the last fifteen years. 
I mean, you know me, I'll watch any superhero movie. Yeah. So, uh, I will make sure to check it out. Oh, and also, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to see it in a week. And I'm sure that I'm going to be um, completely in love with it and recommend it to everyone. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. It looks amazing. Oh, that is looking good. Fucking love the animation style. Love that it's uh, got Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen as the two sort of principal characters. Like, yeah. I can't recommend it to you in this po- this episode, but... I'm going to recommend it anyway. Next time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, thank you so much for going on this oft arduous, uh, but occasionally uh, beautiful and enlightening uh, podcast journey with me. Um, This is the second year that we've been doing this. This rounds out our second year of making this podcast. Aww, yay. And it makes me so happy. It's one of my favorite things that I do. And I'm really glad that you guys, uh, you guys who are sitting here with me and also you guys who are listening, um, that you've embarked on this. It's this. a highlight for me too. I always enjoy this. Um, love, love, love both of you. Love everyone listening. Uh, we hope that you have a very safe and a very, uh, tolerable uh, holiday season. Hang in there, guys. Um, Hopefully things will get better. Yeah, Maybe you've got a weird aunt somewhere that's really into this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Instead of talking about politics this year, talk about this fanfiction. I recently learned that I have one. A weird aunt? A horny aunt? A horny aunt. Oh, we've all got... Wow. (laughs) Some of us are the horny aunt, too. I am. You might be so the take, horny Take aunt. a That's good true. look in the mirror. On, <laughs> look, honestly, look if you're listening left. to this podcast, there's a pretty good chance you're the horny You look aunt. to your left, look to the right. If you don't see a horny aunt, you're the horny Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until the new year. Uh, Stay throbbing? Yep. That's what I wanted. Good job. Yay. I did it. <laughs>